Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, and this is a very special show. I'll be by myself today as Mark recovers from a having COVID again, and Joe has a week off, mainly because I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on a transatlantic crossing, utilizing my free carnival cruise, and the internet's not really good. And instead of taking the week off, I thought we would do a cruise-specific show because I'm getting a lot of questions about cruising and saving money and kind of utilizing some of the programs that there are and different discounts and other things available for you. So we'll talk about hacking cruises and then maybe a little bit about what it's like on board. We're going to do an awesome cruise next year with our Diamond Patreon group going to the Bahamas, just one of those three-day weekend cruises. And I know a lot of people in the hobby are getting more into cruising because of the Carnival Fun Match offer, but there's a lot of other opportunity. We're going to talk mainly about the mainline cruises. So that's going to be Norwegian, Royal Caribbean, Carnival. I've sailed multiple times on every single one of those brands. If you're looking for more of the luxury cruise experience, well, generally there's not a lot of deals there. You get what you pay for. So you're going to pay a lot more for those cruises. Maybe you'll get a little bit of a nicer cabin. You'll probably get better food, maybe a little bit better entertainment, although maybe not. So we'll talk about that as well. So join me as we talk cruising here. And maybe by the end of this, you'll learn maybe how to get a free cruise, how to save on cruises, how to get better rooms, things like that. I hope you enjoy. Before I get into the show, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Just search MTM Podcast or Miles to Memories. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we love five-star reviews. It really helps us out. And you can find everything related to this show, our Diamond Patreon, links to apply for cards, anything you want to do to support us, mtmpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get into the show. So a little background. I have six cruises booked so far this year. Probably going to add a seventh or an eighth, and that's just because cruise prices have been very insane, to say the least. Carnival said that they expect the cruise industry to be back to normal by 2023. And you may have seen some headlines talking about how people are booking cruises at record rates. Carnival had a headline that they released uh, not too long ago saying they had their biggest day of bookings ever, and that's true. But a lot of that's going into the future. People still aren't comfortable being on cruises. And, you know, there's a lot of recovery to happen. A lot of ships to come back online, and it's just a process. So there is some opportunity, I feel like, this year to save some money. So perhaps the biggest cruise-related thing that you've heard in the travel hacking space is the Carnival Fun Match program. And what that has been, and it still continues to be, is a way to get free cruises by matching your casino status. Now, people in the travel hacking space most likely have casino status, or if you want to get it, you can probably get it. For example, you can get Caesars Diamond status through either a Founders Card membership or just getting the Wyndham Business Card from Barclays. That will get you the Diamond status, then you can use it for the Fun Match program and hopefully get a free cruise. You can also probably match that to MGM and get MGM Rewards gold status. In fact, that's something I did just a few weeks ago. I rematched because my gold status had dropped off. I have Diamond through Founders Card. Uh, If you're interested, we do have articles on the site about Founders Card and all the benefits, but I was able to match my Caesars Diamond status back to MGM Rewards Gold and have status with both those programs. You can also match Hyatt status to MGM Rewards. For example, Globalist status gets you MGM Rewards Gold as well. There's also other opportunity, just as 
as an aside, if you have casino status to match with other programs as well. So in Atlantic City, for example, we had a one team member, the moderator of our MTM Facebook community, Ryan Flanagan. He matched uh, at Oceans and the status he got there actually got him a free MSC cruise, which is another sort of mainline cruise line. They're really big in Europe and they're expanding into the US, but he was able to get a free cruise, I believe a balcony cabin, but also all the taxes were taken care of, which is really amazing. So there's definitely opportunity if you haven't been playing the status match game on the casino side, but let's talk about the Carnival Fun Match offer. Basically, all you have to do for this is go to their website and uh, there is a article on the site so you can find out exactly uh, how to get there. But all you have to do is go there, fill out some information. Now, if you've cruised with Carnival before, you'll likely have an account with them. If you don't, uh, you can look up your VIFP number and that's your very important fun person number. Yeah, nice joke. But you can look that up, you can log into your account and they'll kind of pre-fill your information. What they want you to do is submit your competing status. And what they ask for is pictures of the front and back side of your competing casino loyalty cards, which, you know, that can be a challenge if you're not around Vegas or casinos often, but it's always a good idea when you are to try to get those cards because that will be something very good. And I've noticed uh, Caesars and MGM have stopped on some of the cards adding expiration dates. I believe MGM Rewards doesn't have an expiration date anymore. So that way they don't have to keep printing new cards every year. So that could be helpful, but nonetheless, that's what Carnival wants. Now the Fun Match program is kind of odd because people have had different experiences with it. For example, I matched my MGM Gold status and my Caesars Diamond status last year, and I was given right away within a couple days, I had an offer for a free balcony cruise for up to two people. Now on these free cruises, I should say that taxes are not included, and of course gratuities are not included as well, but the whole fare is completely taken care of. And then you just pay the prevailing rate if you want to add a third or fourth person. So for example, right now I'm on a free cruise, this transatlantic crossing from Tampa to Barcelona, and my we were using my wife's offer, but we got the cruise rate for my wife and myself for free, and then we just paid $100 to add my daughter, and then we pay the taxes for the three of us. But while I got a, a free balcony offer, and then a few days later, I got a free ocean view offer. And the great thing about that, if you do get those and you do match, is that they're separate offers. So you could actually book two different cruises, and I did. I booked a cruise uh, to Mexican Riviera with my family in December, and then I booked a cruise on the brand new Carnival Mardi Gras, which is their ship that has a roller coaster and all kinds of crazy stuff. That's their newest ship, and I booked that for September. Now we use my wife's ocean view offer for this transatlantic crossing, but there was a little bit of a problem when we submitted her match. And this is what kind of a tip if you don't get an offer uh, other than the sort of standard offer. So they're gonna give anybody an offer that says up to $500 off a cruise, uh, up to like $50 onboard credit, things like that. That's their standard offer. You'll actually see that mentioned on the fun match page, but that's not the offer you want. And that's not the offer that you should get if you have decent casino status. And in my wife's case, they don't really know what happened. After about a week, she didn't get anything. And so I contacted Carnival uh, Players Club via their contact us on their website. And it got escalated to somebody who escalated to somebody else. And then eventually they gave her a manual offer, which was this free ocean view. And we were a little bit kind of not happy about that, I guess, because why she had the exact same status that I did. And because of the glitch, she gets a free ocean view. Why did I get both an ocean view and a balcony, two separate offers? But nobody had an answer for that. And there really was no way to, to kind of fix it. So she only got the free ocean view. Now, my son, who is younger, uh, he's only 21, has those statuses as well. We've been able to travel hack him into casino status. He didn't get any offer at all. So I don't know if it has to do with your age or demographic. There's some mystery into it. I know a lot of people in the hobby have gotten both the balcony and the ocean view. Others haven't. I know uh, last year I was talking to a younger member of our Diamond Patreon group in his 20s and he didn't get an offer similar to my son. So I guess the uh, moral of the story is hopefully you'll get the offers and get an offer that you want to use 
reviews. But if you don't, I wouldn't hesitate to contact Carnival, go through the channels and get somebody to review your information because you are submitting pretty decent status, especially if you have two different statuses. Now, what if you only have one status? A lot of people reported if they only matched or showed one status that they were getting an ocean view. And then the people who did two were getting that balcony and the ocean view. But again, there really are mixed results and there's no like set rule for this. So when all else fails, contact them, try, you know, try to get that offer, see what it does. Now, again, these offers include the cruise rate for the first two people. Now on any cruise, when you add a third or fourth person, there will be a fixed rate for that person. And it's going to depend on the actual cruise that you book, the date, the itinerary and everything else. For example, they had a great special on this transatlantic crossing. So it was only a hundred dollars to add the third guest, which was my daughter for an entire 14 day cruise. That was amazing. Some cruises, it may be higher. Some cruises, it may be lower. So it definitely uh, pays to kind of look at that. And you can always see that if even if without an offer, if you just go to carnival.com or basically any cruise lines website, price out an itinerary, and then you'll see that third guest charge. It's always going to be different than what they charge for the first two guests, because generally cruise pricing goes based on double occupancy. So I guess another question people have had is, you know, are you treated differently on board? And no, that's not the case. And also a lot of times these cruise offers through the casino come with like free play and stuff like that. What Carnival asks when you book the cruise is that you put a $200 deposit or $100 per guest for the first two guests. And you get that back in the form of onboard credit. So, you know, in a way, some people might not see that as free, but it makes sense that they want you to uh, put some skin in the game as far as reserving the cruise if you're going to take these offers up. And they are non-refundable, so that is something to consider. My wife's offer, and I believe most of the matched offers, including the ones that I have yet to cruise on, came with $200 in free slot play. And to our pleasant surprise, when we boarded the ship, went to the casino, she got everything loaded up. They gave her $200 in cash. So uh, she did play it and she is playing a little bit, but if you weren't going to do that, you should be able to pocket that cash. You also get free drinks in the casino. Now, this is one little thing that was upsetting and that we missed, and it wasn't a huge deal because I'm not drinking any alcohol, but the free drink offer through the Carnival Fun Match program is usually for the main person and one guest, and that's when you're playing in the casino. So you order from a cocktail waitress, uh, they take your folio number down, and you don't pay for drinks in the casino. You can have up to 15 drinks a day. Basically, the same as having the drink package, the alcohol package, but you only get it while playing in the casino. Now, because they did that manual offer for my wife, we thought it was exactly the same, but they did actually somewhere buried in the email that we didn't notice say it was the free drinks were only for her. Like I said, in our case, it's not a huge deal. I'm not really playing in the casino and I'm not drinking, so it didn't mess us up a little bit, but just pay attention to that. But generally, if you get the offer through the Fund Match program, the main person plus one guest will get free alcoholic drinks up to 15 per day, plus you get sodas, things like that in the casino for free. And that's a big deal. So $200 of free play and hopefully on other ships, they give you that cash, free drinks in the casino. That's a nice benefit in addition to the free cruise. And again, all you have to do is pay taxes. Plus there are prepaid gratuities on cruise ships. And this is pretty standard across all the lines, you know, 14 to $17 a day. And uh, you can take those off if you want, but I don't do that. And I, you know, think that these uh, crew members work really hard and I suggest keeping it on. But if you want to truly hack it, I guess you could take off the gratuities or adjust them. But again, I, I don't recommend doing it and it's not something I do myself. So for some, maybe free isn't free, but if you compare to actually paying cash for the cruise, you know, you are getting it for free. And that kind of leads into the next thing is how do you maximize this? Now, I know a lot of people in the travel hacking space that have done that by booking European cruises. And the ship I'm on right now, the Carnival Pride, is the Carnival ship that will be sailing throughout Europe this year. And I know a lot of people that are going to sail on this ship throughout the summer. And that was a really great deal because European cruises tend to be a little bit more expensive. Of course, the ports are more exotic than your typical Bahamas, for example. And it's just a kind of a cooler way to do it. So how is the Carnival Pride? 
Well, the Carnival Pride, just a quick review because I've had a lot of people ask me about the ship, is actually a very nice ship. Now, you will get this uh, kind of thing, people talking about how Carnival is like the Walmart of the seas or something like that, and uh, that's certainly not been my experience here. And I would just kind of urge people to keep in mind that a cruise is largely about who's on it, right? So, uh, for example, if you're cruising on a three or four day booze cruise, whether it be Norwegian, Royal Caribbean, or Carnival, you're going to have a different clientele than a 14 day transatlantic cruise uh, going from Florida to Spain, right? Uh, of course, only a certain amount of people can take that much time off. So as you might expect, a lot of people on this ship are older and uh, there are some younger people, people our age and a few families, mostly with kids who are homeschooled, but that's not bad at all. So the mix on this ship is actually really great. And I would expect through uh, Europe, you would have a similar mix. You're not going to have that sort of boozy uh, environment, although some of the activities are like that, but there's plenty of music. In fact, this is crazy to say I've been on 13 cruises now and this is the best entertainment I've seen on any cruise ship. There are live bands and performers just about everywhere. Lots of trivia. So lots of stuff if you're not into like the drinking and everything else that you can do on the ship in addition to some of that cooler stuff that Carnival is known for. Now if you want to compare cruise line to cruise line I can do that someday. I've also cruised on Royal Caribbean this year and I have another cruise in Europe coming up on Royal Caribbean. I tend to like their ships a little bit more. Uh, they have more of those cooler activities. For example, I sailed on Odyssey of the Seas earlier this year, and that's one of their newest ships. That was their newest ship up until about a month or two ago. It debuted last year. It has bumper cars. It has like a observation crane that goes hundreds of feet up in the air, all kinds of stuff like a surfing simulator, rock climbing walls. They don't have that on this ship, but Carnival has done a good job of updating some of their older ships. Carnival Pride was built in 2002, and it's of the Spirit class. Now, the Spirit class was built to Panamax form factor, and what that was was the old Panama Canal, uh, the built it so it could go through that because it has a very specific width requirement for the locks. And so this is actually a smaller ship, 88,000 gross tons. A lot of the newer ships you're seeing now are 150, 160, 170,000 gross tons. For example, this ship is about half the size of the Carnival Mardi Gras, which is the, the cruise line's newest ship, but where it lacks in some ways, it actually makes up in others. First off, it's a really pleasant ship to be on, uh, really well designed. Carnival had a very uh, kind of eclectic designer for the last 20, 30 years. And over the last maybe five years, they've kind of gone to more homogenous designs in their new ships. And even as they renovate older ships, they get rid of some of the more unique design aspects. And I will say a lot of the ships are kind of ugly, the old ships. Uh, for example, I sailed on the Carnival Splendor before, which everything is like a pink, kind of a Pepto-Bismol pink. And uh, it's interesting, I guess, in some ways, but it does wear you down after a while. That ship is uh, shelling Alaska, then it's moved to Australia, but so there is some of that stuff around. But Pride is actually designed around Renaissance art, and so I actually think the design isn't bad at all. It's very unique to this ship, and it's an interesting one. But design aside, the Spirit class uh, on Carnival, if you're kind of looking at that, is a decent class of ship because it's not so big. So if you don't want that overwhelming, huge cruise ship with 5,000 other passengers, this could be a good ship for you. It's also very well designed. Like all of the the entertainment is on one side of the ship, the main theater, the lounge where they have comedy shows, those are all kind of above and below each other. Uh, you have the one main dining room on the back of the ship. Every public deck goes through from front to back. If you've ever been on some of the ships, especially some of the older Carnival ships, there were many decks that didn't go through because they would put the galley in the middle of a deck and then you would have to go down if you wanted to go across and it took a long time to learn the ship and everything else. You don't have to worry about that here. No matter what deck you're on, whether it's the first deck or the 10th deck, uh, you can get from front to back very easily. A really well-designed uh, ship and the crew is very good, uh, very much in line with what you're going to find on Royal Caribbean or Norwegian. So 
having sailed Royal Caribbean in January and then sailing this now, I'm going to be on Royal Caribbean again in a few weeks. I will say that this Carnival Cruise matches up in just about every way to my experiences on Royal Caribbean, you know, some of the features of the ship aside. But I will say Odyssey of the Seas, being a brand new ship, didn't even have water slides, whereas Pride has been renovated in the last few years. They added some really cool water slides, including a drop water slide and another water slide. They also added some of their more contemporary eateries like Guy's Burger Joint and Blue Iguana Cantina, which has sort of a Chipotle-esque kind of feel. And these are pretty good in addition to the buffet the main dining room and they do have a steakhouse here on board so you know it is a good ship so if you're really looking to, to sail it I would recommend it I think it's a great ship the internet is atrocious on this ship now I had read reviews before I came on the cruise that the internet wasn't great even in Florida when they were sailing the cruise seems to be blaming a lot of the internet issues here on being out in the middle of the Atlantic but I don't even have high hope when we get to Europe that it'll be significantly faster although basically at this point in the middle of the Atlantic it is almost unusable like you're gonna put a website in and you're gonna wait five minutes for it to load and then even then the images and stuff won't load as well and this is a complaint across the board so you know taking a transatlantic cruise if you have a lot of work to do maybe not the best thing but my experience here on the carnival pride has been really good and i have enjoyed all of it now is a bit of a treat i thought we would talk to my daughter ellie about her experience on the ship what she liked and what she didn't i hope you enjoy and then we're going to talk more about carnival the offers hacking royal caribbean all of that coming up right after this so Ellie, what do you think of the Carnival Pride? Mm, it's good. It's good. What do you? What is your favorite part of the ship? The slides. You like the slides? Which slide did you like the best? The green one, the drop. It just dropped you out. Yes. Was it really fast? Mm-hmm. You went up there like when we were sailing at sea, and it was like 150 mile per hour winds. Were you scared? You're like 14 stories above the sea, water all around, and you just dropping out of the slide, and it didn't scare you? No. So what do you think about the uh, entertainment? Have you seen any of the... You haven't really watched very many of the shows. You're more interested in the kids' club, right? Yes. What's your favorite part of the kids' club? The activities and the movie nights there. The movie nights? Yes. You do a lot of arts and crafts. You've, like, decorated our entire cabin <laughs> with uh, all kinds of art that you've made in the kids' club. Like, every day you're coming back to the cabin with new artwork. Mm-hmm. Has that been fun? Yes. How many other kids are in the kids' club? You're in the 7 to 9-year-olds, but you're also with the 9 to 11-year-olds, right? How many kids are there altogether? There are 8, including me. 8, including you, and then there's some other kids that aren't in the kids' club, but not very many kids. And uh, anything else as far as your favorite activities? How has the food been? Good. I like the arepas and the beans. You love the arepas and the uh, blue iguana cantina? What about the lobster? What about lobster night? Is that your favorite? No, not much. Not much, but you tried the prime rib. You like the prime rib, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else that you enjoyed on the Carnival Pride? How has it been to be at sea for 14 days? Or we're about eight days in, but do you like having all the sea days where you just do activities and you don't get off the ship? Or would you rather get off the ship and do a lot of different ports? I would rather stay on the ship. You'd rather stay on the ship. So I guess that's a good endorsement for, for the Carnival Pride and you're having a good time and the staff is really nice. A lot of fun. Anything else to say? Nope. All right, thanks for letting us uh, talk to you. So another thing in Carnival before I talk about the other cruise lines is there have been some offers as well. There was a Amex offer that expired at the end of last year, which was $400 off, $1,500 or more. And what I did with that was I combined some of our, a couple of our free cruise offers and paid the taxes on those with my credit card, with my Amex card, in order to get it up to $1,500. 
and then I got the $400 off. So a lot of the taxes were even covered by that extra, you know, $400 thing. And then you can also add prepaid gratuities, which I'll talk about in a minute. And then Carnival also has discounted gift cards on raise.com. I think I've seen 9% off recently. So that's another way to stack even more savings. So for example, if you're doing your free cruise offering and you just have to pay the taxes, you can use that Carnival gift card from raise to save another 9% and then maybe even go through a portal to get even more back uh, by going through raise. There's also a chase offer around for Carnival right now. So if you have a Chase card, check that out. You may be able to find offers through B of A and other banks. And then hopefully American Express, those really lucrative $400 off, $1,500 offers would be amazing if they come back. So a lot of ways to not only get your free cruise, but then to also save on the taxes, fees, and even prepaid gratuities if you want to go that route. Now, as I mentioned, I do also have a cruise booked in Northern Europe on Royal Caribbean's Voyager of the Seas. And I'm really excited about that. I booked it specifically to go to St. Petersburg, Russia. That port has been canceled obviously and they added an extra day in Stockholm but I got such a great deal on the cruise that I decided to keep it and we're going to sail it. Now Royal Caribbean had an amazing Amex offer going through the end of last year December 31st so it is expired now but hopefully it comes back. Instead of $400 at Carnival it was $500 off $1,500 and what I really did was go out and try to find the best cruise deals to kind of fit within that and I booked two. I booked that Odyssey of the Seas earlier this year got a $1,500 out the door balcony cabin that basically brought it down to a thousand dollars and then I booked this northern European one where I had to book an inside cabin because I decided to go the cheapest route although I will not be sailing on an inside cabin and I will let you know about that in a minute but I did that and I even I think the total was about fourteen hundred dollars so I added prepaid gratuities for one passenger and that got us up over fifteen hundred dollars but there's some other angles here too Royal Caribbean is a partner with MGM Rewards and that's a good thing because remember you got your MGM Rewards gold status to match the carnival and you did all that already well if you book through Royal Caribbean's casino desk you can get $125 onboard credit as an MGM Rewards gold member it's higher credits if you're higher tiers although it's harder to match those tiers. But if you're naturally one of those higher MGM Rewards tiers, you're gonna get even more. There's also things like free cash advances on board. I'm not gonna be doing that on my upcoming cruise because why would I, when I'm in Europe, it's gonna be hard to deposit. But some people back in the States do that. They take out $10,000 on a credit card. So you're getting free rewards and then they just deposit it in the bank or whatever they wanna do. But that is a, a benefit. But my wife and I are both MGM Rewards gold members. And that means that we're gonna have a $250 credit on this cruise because of MGM Rewards. Now, again, you have to book it through the cruise desk or the casino cruise desk, and uh, they will be able to look up your MGM reward status and give it to you. Now, I will say we had a little bit of an issue with this too. My wife actually called to book this earlier this year and they could not verify her gold status. They said they would, uh, and then they never ended up doing it. So they only put $125 credit for me. And then we just recently called back uh, and we said, we'll send you the card, whatever you need to do. They were then able to re-verify it and they gave us the status, but you do need to do that at the beginning. I have heard some other people, you know, badgering them. Um, I have a friend who had to call them four times to get them to give the credit on another booking. But when you book direct and you do it and you mention it up front, you should be able to get that done with them. If you book a cruise and you haven't paid it in full yet, you just put a deposit, you can generally transfer that cruise to a travel agent. We know Joe talks about being a travel agent and there's others. Uh, but the, the fact is that if you want a travel agent, you don't pay them. They can monitor fares for you. And so even if you book it directly through the cruise line, as long as it's not paid off, you can generally transfer it to a travel agent. So that's a great tip because it's a no cost way to have somebody sort of be proactive for you on the booking. So on Royal Caribbean, we did the Amex offer, which was amazing, I think, and it was a great deal. 
basically one third off, especially if you could find the right price. And like I said, I'm sort of opportunistic when it comes to this. I like balcony cabins, although I don't find that I use the balconies all that often. I much prefer at least an ocean view. I have sailed on inside cabins quite a lot when I was younger, and I will do it if I have to, to kind of utilize a deal. So the case of our Northern European cruise, the inside cabin was the cheapest, and then even ocean view jumped up quite a lot. Balcony was like $500 more a person than an inside cabin. So we just went with the inside cabin. There's lots of great ports, Stockholm, Tallinn, Estonia, Helsinki, Finland. So we'll be off the ship a lot. And so that's why we booked that. But Royal Caribbean has a great program called Royal Up. And this is basically, you've probably seen this with some of the airlines, but you can actually bid for better cabins. And I kind of knew that this sailing wasn't all that full. And then when they had to cancel St. Petersburg, I think there was a lot more pressure. A lot of people canceled it as well. So it'll be interesting to see how full the ship is. But I definitely went in there and I bid on the Royal Up. Now, what it requires is for you to place a bid for a per person charge up to the first two people in the room. So for example, if you are in an inside and you want to bid for a balcony cabin, and let's say you want to bid $100 per person, then that would be $200 for the cabin. And they do set a minimum amount, and it's going to vary based on your sailing and everything else, but they do set a minimum amount that you can bid. So for our Northern European cruise, I bid several different things. Like for example, for an ocean view, I think I bid $35 a person. So $70 total, basically the minimum they would allow me to get into an ocean view. I went a little bit higher for a balcony, but then they had the grand suite and I decided why not? I bid $200 a person, so $400 total. Now, for example, my inside cabin, for three of us with taxes and fees and everything included, it was about $1,400. I added about $100 in prepaid gratuities. Uh, it brought it down. I got the $500 credit from uh, the Amex offer. So my, I was in for about $1,000. Remember, I also have that $250 MGM Rewards onboard credit. So that will be something we can enjoy on board. It's showing on my account already. Absolutely great. So I decided we'll bid $400 for the Grand Suite. Why not? If it happens, it happens. And thankfully it did. So that Grand Suite for three of us would have cost costs $6,000 in cash, but I only paid basically less than $1,500 out of pocket, uh, basically the cost of original cost of my inside cabin. Now, some of the value of this is going to differ, right? If I was already in a balcony cabin and I already paid a, a premium to get to that balcony cabin, then maybe I wouldn't want to spend this money to get to the grand suite. But thankfully, no matter what class of cabin you're in, you can still bid for these higher cabins. Now you're gonna be prioritized based on how many times you've cruised with the cruise lines and of course what cabin you're booked in. But understand this, in our case, we went from the absolute cheapest cabin on board to the $6,000 grand suite. I paid $400 total or $200 per person. And that's less than the increase it would have been just to get an ocean view cabin and certainly less than a balcony cabin. So this is a great way with Royal Caribbean to give yourself an opportunity to get something far better in value than perhaps what you paid for. Although you have to be willing to sail in the cabin that you actually book because you're not going to always get a upgrade. For example, Odyssey of the Seas back in January, I bid uh, some, I didn't bid a lot. I bid even less than I did this time. I didn't get upgraded. Now I would recommend if you do bid, maybe perhaps going just a hair above what the minimum is. I mean, if you want to be cheap, if you want to go more, that's great. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who do the minimum bids. And so you're probably going to give yourself a better chance. Let's say the minimum bid is $35, maybe going 40 if you want to be as cheap as possible. So that would be my suggestion. But uh, certainly uh, I'm looking forward to this grand suite because it comes 
comes with priority boarding. You get much better service on board. There's private concierge lounge, things like that. So for $400, it's a big step up. And like I said, as of this recording, if you were to book that exact cabin on that exact ship for that exact sailing, it'd be over $6,000. And because of all of my other stuff, we're, we're in like about $1,400 plus we have a $250 onboard credit. So that's a great amount of hacking in my opinion. You can always offset what you're paying for cruises as well by using cash back cards or cashing in points. Uh, some convertible currencies allow you to book cruises. You got to call their cruise desk. And so that's another option as well. So now let's talk about offers that you can get for cruise lines. Because this week, Carnival has had some incredible offers and kind of ones that blow my mind. So my first cruise was in 2009 on the Carnival Paradise. And this was during that swine flu epidemic where swine flu was spreading through Mexico. And so cruises down to Mexico weren't even allowed. They weren't even allowed to get off the ship in Mexico, but they still had these ships sailing. And so I got a four-day cruise in 2009 down to Mexico for $99 plus taxes. And at that time, that really was an unheard of rate. And that was an inside cabin. And then, you know, fast forward to 2020, right? Right before COVID, like January, February, people are starting to get scared to go on cruise ships. We saw similar rates, right? Right about $100 for a four-day cruise, maybe $150 for a seven-day cruise. I might've even talked about it on the podcast. I think I wrote about it, but it was incredible. Like those were mind-blowing deals. And of course they came with some risk, right? In 2009, there was less risk because there really wasn't the epidemic in the United States. And what we did is we only sailed into Ensenada because we had to leave US waters. We didn't get off the ship. So it was a kind of a win-win. Early 2020, obviously, if you were taking the cruise then, you know, you were risking quarantine, things like that, if there was a positive case. And so I ultimately decided not to book one of those, even though I was tempted at the time. But now I'm seeing cruise rates that just absolutely blow my mind. For example, I just booked another cruise for this summer on the Carnival Spirit. And the cruise goes over 4th of July week. It's an Alaska cruise. And we paid $100 per person for a ocean view cabin on that ship. So uh, $100 plus taxes. I'm just talking about the cruise fare itself. But remember, this is prime season in Alaska and they just had this offer for past guests. So my first suggestion is if you are a past guest of any cruise line, whether it be Norwegian, Royal Caribbean, Carnival, check those offers. You can log into your account. Uh, you will generally have a number. Like I said, the VIFP number for Carnival. It's a crown and anchor number for Royal Caribbean. Uh, Norwegian has a similar program as well. And a lot of times they're targeting their best past customers to fill up these ships. And this Alaska offer was like a very limited thing. It only came for like three days. And when it expired, it expired. It has not come back yet. I did book the cruise, but like immediately the day after it went up like $700. In fact, I was a little upset with myself because I could have gotten a balcony cabin for just about $200 more total for the entire cruise. But I had put it on hold the night before the offer expired. And I ultimately decided to put the ocean view on hold and the offer expired. So I had the hold and I could book what I had, but I couldn't change to the balcony for that same price and that kind of sucked. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, at least we have the ocean view, but imagine paying, you know, $300 total for three people on a seven night cruise to Alaska over the prime middle of the summer. Oftentimes you can find cheaper rates to Alaska in May or in September, uh, you know, in those shoulder seasons, but that's uh, pretty insane. And I just saw on Twitter, Becky from site doing talking about some of the Royal Caribbean fares up to Alaska this summer, as low as like 200, $250 for the fare only before you pay taxes on a seven night cruise, which again is unheard of even for uh, Royal Caribbean. And uh, now taxes in Alaska are a little higher, but it's a once in a lifetime sort of thing. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, but $100 for a seven day cruise is one thing. I saw the most insane <laughs> cruise uh, sale this week, and I think it's still going on through May 2nd. So maybe they'll extend it. Uh, this will come out a little bit after that. But I saw for as little as $6 a day, 
So a five day cruise for $30. Now, a lot of these cruises are last minute cruises, so they're made cruises, but I'm seeing a lot of like four and five day cruises for 60, 70, $80 uh, for inside cabins going all the way through the end of the year. Seven day cruises for a little bit more than $100 on Carnival. So I highly recommend if you cruised on Carnival before and you have that VIFP number, log into your account and check what your offers are because in a lot of cases, they're gonna be incredible. And I think historically, we're not gonna see cruise prices uh, like this again. Now, that's not to say that some of these ships aren't sailing full. In fact, in the middle of summer, some itineraries are full and the prices are back to what they were before. But in those shoulder seasons or in certain markets like Alaska, it seems like they're having trouble filling the ships. And so they're selling these fares at crazy, crazy rates. And uh, as the cruise industry recovers, I don't expect that we'll see that uh, again. So that's why I'm kind of booking it. That's why when I saw that $100 per person offer to Alaska, again, I didn't have to use a free cruise offer for that. You know, in that case, the free cruise offer would have only saved us $200, $100 for each of the two people. So I'm also seeing very cheap crates to, to Mexico out of Los Angeles. Um, definitely, if you see some of the, the lesser ports with Carnival, like Mobile, Alabama, Jacksonville, Florida, some of these other kind of offbeat ports, you're going to get some great deals as well. And uh, yeah, some of the ships are older, some of them are newer. And uh, of course, you're going to pay more for the newest ships. So if you're going to kind of manage this or try to hack this and you get a free cruise offer, try to use the cruise offer for the most expensive itineraries. And then you can search for cash offers for the cheaper ones. You can put a deposit down transfer to a travel agent, utilize things like chase offers, things like that to save more money, discounted raised gift cards, and you can do all of that. Now, I did want to mention Norwegian because I have sailed on them quite a lot. And Norwegian sort of pioneered what they call freestyle cruising. And you might have seen this more in cruise ships lately where they have a lot more upcharge specialty restaurants. Norwegian really pioneered that. And so a lot of their ships have tons of restaurants, tons of options, a lot of upcharges. Uh, so historically, a lot of times they've had cheaper rates, but I've noticed lately their rates tend to be more than Royal Caribbean and Carnival. And that's because they play a little, a bit of a game. And the game can be good for some, bad for others, but basically they're sort of bundling in things like internet, uh, shore excursions, and even the beverage package. So for example, on a lot of cruises, you can get free third and fourth guests. You can get free uh, alcohol for the first two people on the cruise, free Wi-Fi, $50 off a shore excursion. And if you're going to use that stuff, that's great. If you're not, then maybe you're not getting the absolute best deal. And that's something to consider. And that's one of the reasons I haven't booked a Norwegian cruise this year. I should mention Norwegian did have about a 35% off MX offer that just expired, I think, at the end of March. So hopefully we'll get another offer for them. The one thing about like if you're getting the beverage package, if you're not going to drink, uh, they do add gratuities to that. So that can be hundreds of dollars in addition to what your cruise fare is. And if they're giving you all of these things, right, they're not going to be making money on your alcohol on board, on your internet on board, things like that, then they are pricing that into the fare. And that only makes sense on how it's, uh, how it's coming out. Basically, like I said, the taxes and fees are going to be pretty much the same across cruise lines. So are the gratuities, uh, pretty much the same. Um, I find that the entertainment on Carnival tends to be better than on Royal Caribbean and on Norwegian Cruise Line, as crazy as that may seem, whether it's the more party atmosphere or just having more musicians around the ship. They seem to prioritize that. I do find Royal Caribbean ships to be the best of the group. I, I really love all their activities, things like bumper cars, all the things I talked about. Uh, they've started adding water slides to a lot of their older ships as well. So they're kind of catching up if you're a water slide aficionado. And Norwegian on some of their new ships has things like go-karts and lots of cool stuff as well. Plus they're sailing one of their newest ships up in Alaska. So if you're going to Alaska, you want a brand new cruise ship experience, you can get that up there as well. So I hope I kind of talked a little bit about how to save on cruises. I think the opportunities are big here and I certainly think that's something to pay attention to. Now, other cruise lines like Disney Cruise Lines seem to be selling plenty of vacations, not having trouble filling their ships, and the prices are insane. 
Uh, Disney Cruise Line, for example, absolutely insane. But these other cruise lines have a lot of ships. Carnival has 20 plus ships. Royal Caribbean has 20 plus ships. And, you know, they also have other lines like Princess and Celebrity that are owned by these other lines that may have opportunity for you and some reciprocal benefits. And finally, I want to talk about one last thing about the casino offers that I didn't talk about at the beginning. Even if you don't go through the official fun match program or you have MGM rewards to call Royal Caribbean, Norwegian in the past used to do this. Other cruise lines will do this. You can call them, ask to speak to a host, talk about your play. So if you are a gambler or somebody who has status in other places, the casinos drive a lot of revenue for these ships. In fact, they're the biggest money makers for these cruise lines. So there are opportunities to kind of petition for offers from any cruise line, try to talk to a host, try to talk to somebody with some authority, kind of demonstrate what you can do for them and get offers that way. And like I said, even some offers in regional casinos, like for example, the one I talked about in Atlantic City where uh, Ryan Flanagan got that MSC cruise, there really is so much opportunity right now. And because these cruise lines still need to fill these ships, because the cruise industry isn't quite back and there's some sort of inefficiency in the entire system, there is opportunity to save money, to get stuff, and to have fun along the way. So I think that's a good episode on cruise hacking, and I'm sure there's more I could talk about. If there's more you want to hear about, let me know, sean at milestomemories.com. You can find us at milestomemories.com for all of our articles, and you can find me at at milestomemories on Twitter, on Instagram, and just about everywhere else. I'm enjoying my cruise. We're going to Punta Delgado in the Azores tomorrow, where I'll be uploading this, so I'll get some internet from land. Thank God, uh, I've been disconnected for so long. And then on to uh, Spain in just a few days, and uh, going to enjoy every bit of it. I am trying to stick, when I'm booking these cruises, to some more exotic ports, so I don't want to be repeating a lot of these Caribbean ports over and over and over again. That's one suggestion I would give to kind of newer cruisers, is they do tend to get old after a while. and. I forgot to mention this earlier, but I will close uh, with this. There's a lot of sea days on the cruise I'm on right now, and a lot of people have had questions about that. How do you do that? So for this is a 14-day cruise. We have nine sea days. I absolutely love it. For me, there's nothing better than just looking out and seeing the deep blue sea and seeing the ocean in all directions, uh, hitting the gym in the morning, walking around, really trying to get myself in shape. And so I'm using this uh, as an opportunity to do that. But it's really been peaceful. There's been a lot of great activities like trivia that I like, some decent shows at night, great comedians too on Carnival. I think they do it better than the other cruise lines. Better cruise directors, uh, the cruise director here on the Carnival Pride. Felipe is absolutely amazing. I've actually sailed with him just randomly. I didn't pick this ship because of him, but I sailed with him twice before with Carnival about a decade ago. Has the most energy of any cruise director I've seen on any cruise line. I would uh, put him up against just the best of anywhere. So uh, that's really fun, but it's been a great opportunity to sort of just relax a little bit. I thought being disconnected from the internet would be fun, but it's been a little bit less fun than I uh, anticipated. So that's something to be aware of. But I know a lot of you guys are cruising on this ship throughout Europe this summer because of that fun match offer. I think you'll enjoy it. I think that it'll be better than you expect it to be. And I think following all these years of COVID and all of the stress that we've all been under, sometimes being able to just relax, enjoy yourself without the, uh, the hectic world is a good thing. And I've enjoyed all these sea days. So I wanted to make sure to mention that. Joe, Mark, and I will be back next week with a regular show, so you won't have to listen to me talking for 30, 40 minutes. But I do hope you got some good nuggets of information and understand how to take advantage of some of these offers because there's a ton of great stuff going on uh, with cruises right now and 
I think we're going to have a lot more cruise content as I go on all these cruises this year. Six books so far, including the one I already took on Royal Caribbean. This one, four more in the future. Like I said, I might have another one going on the books soon. And then I'm starting to put some stuff into next year because the prices are really good. And, you know, putting a deposit down generally allows you to have flexibility to cancel later. Plus, we do have that MTM Diamond Patreon cruise next February. So that's going to be an amazing time to get a bunch of travel hackers on a boat to have a good time. And uh, Mark being the bar aficionado that he is, uh, he's going to he's gonna love reviewing all the bars on board Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. So we're looking forward to that as well. And there's other things we can talk about in the future, including cruise line loyalty programs. You get points for every day you stay with them. The longer you get, the more benefits you get on board. So let us know if you want to hear more of that. But in the meantime, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.